We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight. Today, it is such an honor to be here with you, I'm telling you. It is such an honor to break bread with you in the mornings. Okay, today we're focusing on celebrity pastors, celebrity uh, ministers. And let's see here what we say. Okay. Celebr- our leaders and celebrity preachers, we have put our leaders up on a pedestal. Well, let me read here what I said. Lord, forgive us for putting our leaders on a pedestal where only you should be. Forgive us for not seeking God ourselves alongside them, so that we always know the truth and our leaders confirm what you speak through us. Help us to have ears to hear you and eyes to see We recognize the great falling away is happening before our eyes, and we must keep our eyes upon you and not idolize people. If we don't and they fall, it may harm many. Our focus should be on Jesus Christ. Forgive us for supporting celebrity pastors who preach falsely and lead people into grave error. This is a stench in your nostrils, God. We have flaunted them on national television, cheating on their wives having sex outside of marriage, greed, covetousness, etc. God forgive us. And then I give a scripture of Malachi 2. God forgive us for the mess we've made in this nation of celebrity preachers who preach that evil is good. Judgment is coming to the house of the Lord mainly because of this debauchery. God forgive us. Okay, now let's go ahead and get started. Turn in your Bibles We're going to start out in Ezekiel. Uh, Let's see. 
Okay, Ezekiel chapter 13. Turn in your Bibles to Ezekiel 13. Now remember, Bride, I use the King James Version. This one's actually the Thompson Chain Reference Bible. King James Version, Red Letter Edition by Kurt Bride. I love uh, the Red Letter Edition because I love hearing like when Jesus is talking. Okay? So, and then when I have my little man that talks to us, it's on my phone, it's an app, and it's the U version app. And I use the King James version of the U version, okay? So let's go ahead and turn there. And that's Ezekiel chapter 13. All right. Ezekiel, which is after Psalms and Proverbs. There it is. All right, Ezekiel 13. Okay, Bride, are you ready to hear what the Lord has to say this morning? All right, let's get started. Ezekiel 13. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel that prophesy, and say thou unto them, that prophesy out of their own hearts. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Pause, pause, pause. Okay, now today's uh, study is going to go coincide with the word that the Lord gave me um, about what's about to hit America in 2018. And it talked about people that are out there giving false prophecies. So let's keep going. Thus saith the Lord God, Woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. O Israel, thy prophets are like the foxes in the deserts. Ye have not gone up into the gaps, neither made up the hedge for the house of Israel to stand in the battle in the day of the Lord. In other words, what the Lord is saying there in verse 5 is that you have not prepared my people. This has been, Bride, this has been one of the biggest gripes I have. It's almost like there's two voices going out there in our country. There's two voices. There's the voices saying, everything's great. we got peace ahead. There's going to be revival. This is going to be awesome. Uh, you know, nothing of preparation, nothing of the mark of the beast coming, nothing of the end of times coming, period. Uh, that's a voice that's going over here. Then there's another voice that's coming over here saying, judgment's coming. The time is here. You need to be ready. Don't take the mark. Clean your life up. Repent of your sin. You know, this is a... It's like two different paths. But this path over here is the wrong path. Let me tell you. This path is the emergent church. This path is the ecumenical movement. This path is the... Um, I want to say tolerant. It is tolerant, but it's uh, very, you know, in tune with the world. Uh, you'll just have to see. Let's continue. They have seen vanity and lying divination, saying, The Lord saith, and the Lord hath not sent them. And they have made others to hope that they would confirm the word. Have ye not seen a vain vision? And have ye not spoken a lying divination, whereas ye say, The Lord saith it, albeit I have not spoken? Therefore thus saith the Lord God, because ye have spoken vanity and seen lies. Therefore, behold, 
I am against you, saith the Lord God. And mine hand shall be upon the prophets that see vanity, and that divine lies. They shall not be in the assembly of my people, neither shall they be written in the writing of the house of Israel, neither shall they enter into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord God. Okay, now let me pause right there. We have heard from several of the prophets saying that, uh, of course, judgment is coming. Everybody knows this is coming. Judgment's coming to the house of the Lord because of all the things that we're confessing about right now. We have transgressed the Lord, okay? We have misused his word. We have uh, very flippantly lied to his people. We're telling them that it's okay to sin, that grace, God knows what you're going to do tomorrow. So grace covers that. You can do what you want to do. Uh, we have tolerated based upon our own lust, based upon our own vanities. We have tolerated. We have inclusively, uh, you know, put homosexuals up on the platform and done things we should not do. Okay? So this is a stench in God's nostrils. What anyways... Okay, so these prophets are saying that a lot of these that are uh, preaching falsely, they're going to face grave consequences this year. So according to this, look what God did in this day. Let's examine this again. They have seen vanity and lying divination, saying, The Lord saith, and the Lord had not sent them. And they have made others to hope that they would confirm the word. Have you not seen a vain vision? And have you not spoken a lying divination, whereas you say the Lord saith it, albeit he has not said it? Therefore, thus saith the Lord, because you have spoken vanity and seen lies, therefore, behold, I am against you. And see, bride, one of the things about uh, that is lacking in the church today is a fear of the Lord. A, f a genuine fear of the Lord. Like, I am not going to do No, the Lord is. You know, it's a good fear. It's like, he's with me right now. I'm not going to go into that sex club. I'm not going to participate in that. It's a fear of the Lord. That God is watching. God is ever-present. God is real. And God wants us to repent. See, the emergent church in the ecumenical movement does not preach repentance. They do not preach, uh, you know, cleaning out the heart. They build up the flesh, you know. Uh, it's your best life now. The purpose-driven life. Build your flesh. Build your flesh. Up, up, up. But in God's eyes, it's a lying vanity. Because he wants repentance and he wants healing of the heart. He wants cleansing. He wants to use you, so he has to get rid of those things. But see, this is not what they're preaching. So God says, I am going to have my way, and I am against you, says the Lord God. So let's keep going. Look, um, we're on verse 9. We're in Ezekiel 13, verse 9. Because even they have seduced my people saying peace and there was no peace and one built up a wall and lo others daubed it with untempered mortar say unto them which daub it with untempered mortar 
water, that it shall fall. There shall be an overflowing shower, and ye, O great hailstones, shall fall, and a stormy wind shall rend it low. Okay, in case that's like a foreign language, let me explain to you what this is saying in modern day terms. When it says here, And my hand shall be upon the prophets that see vanity and that divine lies. They shall not be in the assembly of my people. Which means he's about to remove them out of the assemblies. Neither shall they be written in the writing of the house of Israel. Neither shall they enter into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God. See these things that God's about to do. Showing himself mighty. Showing himself holy. Showing himself righteous. Showing himself as the righteous judge. He is about to show I am the God that expects you to walk by my Ten Commandments. I expect you to live holy. If you're not living holy, you're deceiving my people. And God does not like us deceiving his people. And then he says, because even because they have seduced my people. Bride, this is what's happening today. It's a great seducing taking place. It's very seductive to be like this, to be in this nightclub atmosphere. It's seductive to build up my flesh and how can I be the best entrepreneur ever and how can I be so prosperous and, and build up my life and, and uh, you know, go to this meeting and get prophecy and prophecy and prophecy and I keep getting fuller and fuller and fatter and fatter and I don't go out and give my fruits away. I don't go out and obey the Lord because I'm so busy building myself up. That's what the emergent church does. It's a feeding off the wrong tree. The uh, tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's what that is. Feeding off self. The tree of life is death. Remember I taught y'all this. Okay, so they're seducing his people saying, Peace! Bride, what did I tell you earlier? That's what they're doing. You have one side over here saying everything's peaceful. We're going into all these days of bliss because Trump is in there. And we've got eight years of Trump and we've got eight more years of Pence. And everything's going to be great and God's going to rebuild America and it's going to be wonderful. Not preparing nobody for what's coming. That's this road. That's what he's saying here. They're saying peace and it's not peace. It is not. Yes, God is going to rebuild, but it's going to be to the true, and it's going to rebuild through a lot of suffering. And this is where the this is where the preparing comes in. Telling the bride, our bride, it's about to get rough out there. We are about to step into some very uncharted waters that our country has never seen. God chose us to live in it. Come on. He chose us to live for such a time as this. And see, we don't have to fear. We do not have to fear. The Lord will take us through just like he did the children of Israel. Okay? So when they're saying peace, it is not. Let's keep going. And there was no peace. And one built up a wall. And lo, others doubted it with untempered mortar. In other words, they're building a very shaky wall. They're building, a, they're building a very uh, loose gospel. 
It's not making the Christian solid. It's not preparing them as a son and daughter of God. It's not giving them the meat and whatnot. Okay, so say unto them, which dab it with untempered mortar, that it shall fall. There shall be an overflowing shower, and, and great hailstones shall fall, and a stormy wind shall rend it. What is that saying, bride? It is saying if you're not preparing the church for what's coming, and the storms come, and the hailstorms come, and all this, it's going to fall. This bride that we're talking to is going to fall because you're not preparing them to be strong and to endure and to be in the fight and in the battle. Okay? That's what that is saying. These false prophets over here are telling them, Peace is everywhere. Peace is good. It's all good ahead. And they're not preparing these people. And when this judgment comes, they're going to crumble. They're going to be like, what is this? I was not expecting this. God is all good. He, There's no way that he would have all this suffering. Love. You see what I mean? It's a false love. It's a false unity over here. That's what's happening, Brian, I'm telling you. All right, let's keep going. Okay, I think we're on verse 11 now. For the wall is fallen, shall it not be said unto you, where is the daubing wherewith ye have daubed it? Therefore thus saith the Lord God, I will even rend it with a stormy wind in my fury, and there shall be an overflowing shower in mine anger, and great hailstones in my fury to consume it. Okay, so what he's saying is, okay, you're going to lie to my people, and you're going to prepare my people for nothing. And when it comes, when this judgment comes, I'm going to make it harder for you. Because you did not prepare my people to endure what's coming. Look, bride, this right here is the truth. I don't care who's preaching out there. This is the truth. And the book of Revelation is here. The book of Revelation is true. Did y'all know that they're even trying to get rid of the book of Revelation? That there's a great movement out there saying it is not true? That is what is happening. They are saying peace. All these people are zealots. They are, uh, there's words for it. I've taught y'all in my ecumenical uh, uh, teachings. Uh, what is the word? Let's see. Fundamentalist. They're fundamentalist. Terrorist. Where they believe the word literal. This is what the Catholics uh, are saying about the difference of the Christian church. We are the enemy. And this is where it's coming, bride. This great persecution that's coming will come from our own. The great persecution that's coming will come from our own. Because remember the two veins that are happening right now. Everything's great out there. Everything's peaceful. It's the best life now. Purpose-driven life. Uh, come along with the masses. This is where it's all happening. But this is about to crumble. This is the false and then what did God say? When it comes, they're going to be saying, where is the dauber? Where's the ones that put all this stuff up here and now it's falling? So God says, okay, well, I'm going to come after you because you preached falsely and you preached that. All right, let's keep going. Because he said here in verse 12, Lo, when the wall is fallen, shall it not be said unto you, where is the daubing where you have daubed it? Therefore, thus saith the Lord, I will even render it 
with a stormy wind in my fury, and there shall be an overflowing shower in my anger, and great hailstones in my fury to consume it. Now, remember, Brian, we talked about the other day that, you know, even lands are held accountable to sin. Uh, you know, like it is say, you know, your blood crieth out from the ground and all this, your sin. You know, God will destroy literal ground uh, due to sin. So when he says, I'm going to come and consume it, this is a holy God. He will consume land and all. Okay, so let's continue. We're in verse 14, and I think that's where our little man is. Let's see here. So will I break down the wall yes. that ye have daubed with untempered mortar, and bring it down to the ground, so that the foundation thereof shall be discovered, and it shall fall, and ye shall be consumed in the midst of thereof, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. All right, pause. Right there, Brian. There is so much in that one scripture. I can be on this all day long, just the one scripture. That says he's going to break the wall down that you have put up with false lies and bring it down to the ground. In other words, it's going to go bam all the way down and then it shall fall and you will be consumed in the midst thereof and you shall know that I am the Lord. In other words, Brian, what's he saying right here? Exposure. Exposure is coming to the house of the Lord. The judgment that's coming to the house of the Lord. Remember, judgment begins at the house of the Lord. When it comes, it's going to be through great exposure. What's he saying right here? So that the foundation thereof shall be discovered. Shall be discovered. That is exposure. Okay? Then the fear of the Lord is coming back to the church. That will be a terrible thing in a good way. You see what I mean? Uh, fear of the Lord meaning uh, we respect the Lord. We're not going to do all this because we respect the Lord more than we respect your lying devils. More than we respect your deceiving. Okay? So it says here, we're in Ezekiel chapter 13. Ezekiel 13, we just read verse 14. Now we're in verse 15. Is this good, bride? But hey, I want to tell y'all something. I want to talk to you a minute. Last night, someone uh, texted me and said, you need to read this chapter because this is exactly what God's been telling you about what's coming. And listen, bride, I was reading this last night and I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, I'm so uh, sad for the church in America because this is it. This is speaking to the church in America right now. And it is so sad, Brian. I mean, if you love the church, if you love the church, this will break your heart. It is so sad because we have these uh, ministers out here running rampant doing this stuff. I mean, it's terrible. I've been trying to show you on my wall some of the things they're doing. Uh, like that one preacher the other day uh, that I showed you. What was his name? Stephen Ferdy. That was on the platform with the devil horns on his fingers. I don't even want to do it, but it's this finger and this finger in the air, which is the devil horns. And he's like, you know, yeah. 
uh, I Love Rock and Roll with his uh, up there singing it. He was doing the guitar and he had all the congregation up there and those little children. And I was watching that going, oh my gosh, that is so sad. That is so sad. I don't know why people can watch this stuff and not just want to fall on their face and weep. Fall on their face and weep before God that our churches have ever gotten this bad. It is terrible. And when you get before the Lord, like this team here, this 40-day team, we have been going before the Lord every morning. And it has been so beautiful because... When we go in the throne room, we feel like we're all literally together in the throne room. And God is just right there. And we have his full attention. And we take the church, what they have done and what they're still doing. And we're placing upon us. And we're, we're going to God and we're addressing these things. And we're not pointing fingers. Please hear my heart on this church. We're not pointing fingers. We're taking it upon ourselves because this is America, and we are America, and we are. These are my brothers and sisters, Americans out here doing this in front of God, and we're taking it upon ourselves and saying, "God, forgive us. This is what we're doing to you," and we're being real with Him, and we're addressing it. And each one of the twelve members. God uses them so mighty. I feel like we're the sitting around eating communion before the Lord. And each of them is breaking bread with him. And they're expressing what the Lord is having them express. And it is, I mean, I'm telling you, if you repent on behalf of your nation, it will do the same to you. You will grieve when you see this debauchery taking place out here on the altars, bride. And he's at the altar of where God means for it to be holy and pure. And that's what he's saying right here in Ezekiel 13. All right, well, let's continue. Okay, so now we're on verse 15. Thus will I accomplish my wrath upon the wall and upon them that have daubed it with untempered mortar. And will say unto you, the wall is no more, neither they that Okay, so he's saying, I'm about to do away with the fake. That's what he's saying right here. Remember that daubing, when he talks about the daubing, is the fake. It's not the cohesive glue that the truth is. It's a fake. I'm going to cover it with fakeness. That's what he's saying right here. The wall is no more, and neither them, which means he's going to take their life, neither them that are fake about it. Let's keep going. The prophets of Israel which prophesy concerning Jerusalem and which see visions of peace for her. And there is no peace, saith the Lord God. Is that not sad? It couldn't be any plainer than this. Let's keep going. Likewise, thou son of man, set thy face against the daughters of thy people which prophesy out of their own heart and prophesy thou against them and say... Thus saith the Lord God, Woe to the women that sew pillows to all armholes, and make kerchiefs upon the head of every stature to hunt souls. Will ye hunt the souls of my people? And will ye save the souls alive that come unto you? And will ye 
Is that not the saddest bride? Will you pollute me among my people? That guy that I had on the show the other night, the clarion call, he's the one that wrote that book, The Polluted Church, from Rome all the way to Kansas City. And he talked about the pollution that is taking place in the church. And bride, I'm telling you, from my personal opinion, I know, listen, I want to talk to y'all a minute. I know you have only seen me as a media minister, okay? I'm out here highlighting all these other ministers. I'm promoting ministers and whatnot. You haven't really seen me step into the prophetic office, stepping into the dreams and the visions that the Lord had given me because he's had me back here, except, you know, promotion and doing what I do for other people, but... What the Lord has showed me is this. Okay, the when I was in traveling the nation last year, I was in Columbus, Ohio. I was at my son's house. And the Lord gave me a dream. And see, when I left there, I was going up into the northeastern part of the United States up there in the New England states. And, of course, you know I had to do the whole trip with no money. The Lord would just pay it by the day by different people or whatnot. And so he told me, he said, I don't want you to plan anything the rest of this trip because I want to lead you by the day. And so he gave me a dream. He said, I want you to go to Niagara Falls tomorrow and I want you to prophesy this over the falls. Well, I went to Niagara Falls, accidentally ended up in Canada. It was funny, but I ended up in Canada. But I went out there to the falls at four o'clock in the morning because I had no money and it cost 20 bucks to park. Okay, so I had to do it sneakily. I got there at 4 o'clock in the morning before everybody got there. And I parked my car on the side and I went out there and stood by the falls. Let me tell you something. Oh my gosh. The falls are so amazing. I mean, you cannot help but look at them and just feel the majesty of the rushing waters. Like, just the... The beauty of the creation of God, you know, is just so amazing. But anyways, what the Lord had me prophesy there was angels open up the gates from the crystal clear waters from the throne to flood our nation from one end to the other, cleansing the church where we have polluted the waters of the church and cleanse it with the crystal clear waters from the throne. And the Lord told me it was like a, going to be like a mighty uh, river, like a mighty uh, that's going to wash and cleanse the church. Now that was back in July, July of last year. Then, uh, I'd say it was a couple of weeks ago, uh, the Lord gave me that church, that word that he gave me a dream and said that uh, this year is going to be the judgment to the house of the Lord and that the angels, he's going to release the angels to write Ichabod over ministries uh, that have misused his name and whatnot. But he talked about in that word, I can't remember why well, I could read it, but he was talking about uh, the cleansing that's coming. Let's see here. Let me turn to it. All right, we are the bride.us. 
There we go. All right, so let me go over here and read this word because this has to do with these ministers that are preaching this false stuff. Okay, here we go. It's called Ichabod. Okay. The Lord gave me a dream last night. This was written January 16th. The Lord gave me a dream last night and presented a word to give to the body of Christ. I don't take this lightly because he's asking me to release, but I must obey. We are in a 40-day time of prayer and consecration. Hey, baby, this is Peaches. Uh, repenting on behalf of the church and the sins that we have committed against God. We are addressing our wrongdoings to him so that his mercies may roll down from heaven. It's not that it will stop judgment, but we're praying for him to have mercy upon us. In all rights, our nation deserves to be judged harshly. If for nothing else but how the church has done both God and our nation, we have caused the nation to become dependent upon the government for provision and help because we quit loving, doing our job of loving our neighbors. We have sorely neglected our own people and caused many to die in suicides, drug overdoses, etc. We must get real with God and admit that we have what we have done to our nation and what he has entrusted us with. Anyways, we are asking him to have mercy upon us and help us to carry out the mandate and whatnot. Okay, come here, Peachy Pooh. This is my dog, Peaches. If y'all are dog lovers, then you understand my love. Okay. Hey, Peachy Poo. Let me read this word, honey. Okay. This year, judgment is coming to the bride in America. Judgment begins at the house of the Lord. You have neglected your first love and turned towards many lovers. My eyes are now fixed upon your sin, and it shall be returned unto you, the stench of this smell. This stench will expose your own sins to the public. What I have hidden and asked you time and time again to repent of will now be exposed publicly for the world to smell your stench. Many of you have released false words unto my people for selfish gain and have not repented nor relented upon those words. The very stench that has been released shall bring a stench upon you. As of this year, I will send an angel to earth to write Ichabod upon many ministries and churches that have lied to my people and falsely represented my name. You have waved the banner of pride and misjustice to my people who came to you crying out for help and you rejected their cries. I will reject your cries as well when you are exposed. Many of you are so far gone from my presence and the glory that it's already departed and you have not even known that it's left. Many of you have picked family members and loved ones over me and my word. You have committed the sins of Eli and placed them at the doorpost of your churches and lives. You have compromised and this stench shall come back upon you. Your manifestations of signs have not been from me and you have taken the glory upon yourselves. It is not unto you that these things happen. 
When my true miracles hit the earth, I will receive all of the glory. I will not have any other lovers before me. When you love yourself and your image more than me, then your image shall you pass with. I thought that was so sad. You shall face your image throughout eternity and forever without my image. I created you in my image, and I am the only one to receive the glory. My people have moved far from me and have not even considered my warnings because they refuse to hear the truth in this hour. Truth is about to roll over this nation like a wet glove. It will be so heavy like liquid rain that many will not be able to stand underneath it. This weightiness of truth will stomp out the false and impurities. This will squeeze out the infirmities of the church because I will have no other gods before me. I will have no other idols before me. I am holy. I am that I am. Yes, mercy is great. But to those who have no mercy upon my people, I shall have no mercy. If you have been ashamed to speak the truth, I will be ashamed of you when this judgment hits. Time has run out. Repent now and turn. When I write Ichabod on the church and ministry doors, I will put another in that I have raised up for such a time as this. This will be the ones I've had hidden who have not been advanced yet. These are ones who have been tested and tried and who will not take the glory. As in the story of Eli and his children, when they were sinning against the children of Israel, Eli knew about them having sex with my people. When the ark of God was taken, they died. I will remove the very idols you have had between me and you this year. You will know that I will have, I will not have that between you and me. 1 Samuel 4.11 And the ark of God was taken, and the two sons of Eli, Hathni and Phinehas, were slain. Repent and turn as the word Ichabod is traveling throughout the land this year. And then I give 1 Samuel chapter 4. Okay, so let's continue on in the Bible. You should have the point of all this. We just talked about verse 15 in Ezekiel 13, verse 15, where it said, Thus will I accomplish my wrath upon the wall and upon them that have daubed it with untempered mortar, and will say unto you, The wall is no more. Neither they that daubed it, in other words, the fake. So let's continue. Now we're on verse 16. Oh no, let's see. Prophesy against the prophets of Israel that prophesy. Oh, here we go. Cool. That prophesy out of it likewise. I mean, no son of man. Thus will I accomplish my wrath upon the wall, and upon them that have dropped it with untempered mortar. And will say unto you, The wall is no more, neither they that dropped it. To wit, the prophets of Israel which prophesy concerning Jerusalem, and which see visions of peace for her. And there is no peace, saith the Lord God. Likewise, thou son of man, set thy face against the daughters of thy people, which prophesy out of their own heart, and prophesy thou against them, and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Woe to the women that sew pillows to all armholes, and make kerchiefs upon the head of every stature to hunt souls. Will ye hunt the souls of my people? And will ye save the souls alive that come unto you? Oh. And will ye pollute me among my people for handfuls of barley and for pieces?
Pause, pause, pause. You're lying to my people. Is that what God says? Is that what God says? You're lying to my people that hear your lies. Peaches, calm down with that toy, woman. <laughs> that is what he's saying. Calm down, girl. Okay, now we're on verse 20, Brad. Wherefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against your pillows, wherewith ye there hunt the souls to make them fly. And I will tear them from your arms, and will let the souls go, even the souls that ye hunt to make them fly. Your kerchiefs also will I tear, and deliver my people out of your hand. And they shall be no more in your hand to be hunted. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. Because with lies ye have... Alright, pause. Right there, what he's saying, Bride, is that you have built up this huge kingdom from lying to my people. I'm about to rip that pillar out and I'm about to take it from you. That's what he's saying right there. Let's continue. The righteous sad, whom I have not made sad, and strengthen the hands of the wicked, that he should not return from his wicked way by promising him life. Therefore, he Pause. Is that not one of the greatest offenses that's happening in our country today, Brad? Let's read that scripture again. I'm telling you, this is our country today. Because with lies, you have made the heart of the righteous sad. What did we just say, Brad? It, it grieves you. The righteous, it grieves to see all this mess happening out there. I call it shenanigans. When you see all these shenanigans happening, it makes you very sad. Whom I have not made sad. And strengthen the hands of the wicked that he should not return from his wicked way by promising him life. They're promising these people this, but it is not true. All right, let's keep going. We're on verse 23. I'll see no more vanity, nor divine divinations, for I will deliver my people out of your hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Look, bride, last night when I read this in my word, look what I wrote. I wrote it in my Bible. Remember I told y'all we should definitely get back to the written Bible. This is made out of natural trees. Don't trust technology. This is going to be used against us in the future. Anyways, I wrote right there on that scripture last night when I read it. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Lord. And I dated it. I dated it for last night. Because this word... Don't y'all love the word because it becomes a rhema word like you can literally feel the T-bone state that this is. It's like in your heart like, Jesus, this word is so true. Oh, I treasure every last bit of it, Lord. Because he's saying, you shall see no more vanity, bride. All this that's happening out there, this shenanigans is vanity. This is vanity. These celebrity preachers, this is vanity. They're living a lie. When they die, that Rolls Royce ain't going with them, honey. When they die, all that lying and vanity and cheating and all that is going with them. 
Okay, so he says, Therefore you shall see no more vanity nor divine divination. Did you know that manipulation is as the sin of witchcraft? And when these ministers manipulate to get money, send me $5,000 and I'll give you a word right now. Come on, come on, come on. Right now, the Lord just told me, whoever gives me $5,000, I'll give you a word. Yeah, the Lord told me, come on, give me your money, give me your money, and I'll give you a word. That is vanity. That is a heresy. Freely you have received, freely you give. How dare the church charge you for prophecies? That is pathetic. The Lord is going to hold us accountable for that bribe. Freely we have received, freely we give. We don't charge people for prophecies. That is the spirit of witchcraft. Do you hear me? That is the spirit of witchcraft. Because the Bible says uh, manipulation is as the spirit of witchcraft. And that's what that is. I went to this church one time and they it was at a conference. A seven day conference. And they said pay us $450 and on Saturday we're going to anoint you as a, with an apostolic anointing. Yes, they did. Let me tell you something. I was on the road, Brad. I'm not going to tell you who this was. But I was on the road, and I was doing an apostolic call. And I was like, I need this. You know what I'm saying? You know how you do. You follow all these rules of religion. And I was like, I've got to have this anointing. I'm out here on the road. I'm living this apostolic call. I'm literally doing this every day. I have got to have this anointing. So I went up to him and I said, listen. I said, you know, I'm on the road right now on this national tour and I'm doing it completely by faith. Is there any way you can let me get that anointing uh, since I don't have the money? And they're like, no, you got to have the money. And they said, but maybe you can find some sponsors. So I was like, oh, man. And they said, maybe we will. So Thursday night rose around, and this one lady minister comes up to me, and she goes, Are you getting anointed, Saturday? You need that for the word, for what you're doing in the nation. I said, I do need that. I need the $450. Help me, Jesus. And she, she grabbed my hand and took me up there to the counter. And she goes, This woman needs this anointing. She's on the road. Has anybody paid for it? And they're like, No. And she's like, Man, somebody's got to pay for this. So Friday night rose around, the night before the anointing, and I went up to them and I said, has anyone paid you for me to get that anointing? And they're like, no. And I said, well, I'm going home then. And they're like, what? You're going home because you did not get money for that anointing? I said, that's right. I said, first of all, I said, freely you receive, freely, freely you receive, freely give. I said, you know what? When I have a Bible college, I said, the Lord's told me in the future that I'm going to have a Bible college. And when I do, I will remember this day. I will remember this day. Because I am on the road doing the apostolic call on faith. Nothing but faith. I needed this anointing and you refused to give it to me because I didn't have $450. And so when I have the Bible college, I'm going to remember that not to charge for anointings. What the world? And so I haven't been back since. I'm like, what the world? We're going to charge these people for an anointing. 
the shenanigans that has happened in our churches these days. God help us. All right, so I want to go on just a little further, and then i got to stop. We're going to go on into chapter 14 just because I want you to hear what we have been praying this 40-day group. We're moving on through chapter 14. Listen to this. for these idols. Listen, if you cannot see what the church is doing out there, then take the blinders off their eyes, Lord. We have built up these idols, golden calves before God. We have. We have got to bring the world and the church to be relevant. We have got to do this or the church is not relevant. Please, people. You have built an idol, a calf, before a holy God right there. You have. And we have got to repent and turn from that wicked ways. Help us, Jesus. Is this not the truth, though, where it says, Son of men, these men have set up idols in their heart and put the stumbling block of the iniquity before their face. God, forgive us for building up these idols. Bride, I pray that you enjoyed today. Has this not been amazing? God, heal our nation. Heal our nation. Heal our own lives. We repent for the idols that we have put up before your eyes, Lord. We know, Lord, that your eyes... Did y'all know this, bride, that his eyes roam the earth seeking who is faithful in the kingdom? His eyes roll around who is faithful. Who is keeping the truth anymore? I mean, can you imagine what God sees? And, Brad, if you have never watched that show, The Clarion Call on the Judgment, when I said, is judgment coming to America? I did that the first part of November. You have got to go back and see that and consider what is happening now with all the prophecies that have rolled out since then about the judgment coming to the church. In that show, I told y'all how the Lord took me back to these old cases of judgment in the Bible, the precious Word of God. And He showed me how He did judgment. How, what happened, what made Him do it, why did He do it, and how did He do it. 
you've got to go back and watch that show. Because it will show you why God does it and what it is. To the true bride, I'm learning there's a difference, true bride and false bride. To the true bride, judgment is a good thing. Because when you're a mature son and daughter of God, you want God to get your, you know, get you lined up with him. Whip me a little bit, Lord. Please keep me in line with you. If I get off in my stupor, if I get off in sin because I have built up this idol, please, God, whip me. Put me back in position. Help me to keep my focus. That's a mature son and daughter of God. A mature son and daughter wants to grow, wants to be uh, corrected. The other side is a stubborn goat. They don't want to be corrected. They know it all. They're full of pride, and they want it their way or no way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is the time of the maturing. God is going to mature his church. And this is, I heard that one preacher say this, and this was so good. He said, 2018, he said, 18 is the year of maturity. When children are released out of the home, the babies are released to go in the world because now they're adults. This is going to be the year of God sifting, purging, cutting, and maturing, pushing them out. This is this year, Brian. Lord, we pray we're ready. Lord, we're, we pray that you will help us to be in line with what you're doing in our country and in the church in this hour. Let me pray for you, Bride. Lord, I pray for all my friends out there, Lord. I pray that you take the scales off their eyes so they can see what is happening in our country today. So that they can see what is happening in the church today, Lord. Give them wisdom. Open their eyes. Give them discernment, Lord. Give them strength, Lord, to stand up in boldness in this hour, Lord like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, and David, and all the great people of old, Esther, Lord. Let us be the ones that carries the banner of our country, the United States of America, and we carry it across in truth. And we will not relent, we will not back up, we will carry that banner of truth until you come back after us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Brad, I hope you like my new little set. Isn't it cute? Uh, it's in my home. I'm going to do the Bible studies here every morning. Uh, it's kind of like us just sitting down having coffee together. Amen. Breaking the precious Word of God together. Amen. <laughs> I encourage you, Brad, get back into the written Word. Touch the pages. Oh, one other thing, let me tell you. When you read the Bible... Did you know that it finally God gave me a revelation of what mirroring means? It means that while I'm reading this and the rhema word is just coming to life to me and it's so real that it is reading me. That's right. It's examining my heart. It is cutting through the lies. Cut. This is why we have to read the word. And the movement out there in our country that's trying to do away with this because they're saying it's written by a bunch of racists, they have been deceived. That's the greatest deceit I've ever seen. This right here has to partner with the Holy Spirit. They go together. Because this group, they're saying, you only need the Holy Ghost, you don't need the Bible. No, you need both of them. And you need God too. Come on, it's the Trinity. Like this, Trinity. <laughs> 
All right, Brad, well, I got to get with my team. I pray that y'all have a good day. God bless you. Hey, Deborah. Hey, 